Bears fan. Or a Bulldogs fan. Bear or Bulldogs fan. And probably other teams too. Uh, some other teams. I assume someone else lost. Yeah. I assume other people have had a shitty week of sports. So. If you're a yeah, Dolphins ahead. LSU fan, then you had a good week. You had so to. fuck off. So but you can go fuck yourself. But <laughs> so hard. But. Rate and review us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like randomly like, um, I'm painting my nails. Anyway, yes. So, um, I guess we just did the music. Should we just lead in with that? <laughs> <laughs> just take it away. Just take it away. No, um, what's we should tell them what day it is. Today? Okay, yeah. Today is October 14th. October 14th. Yes. Getting kind of close to the to the Halloween, the Hallow's Eve. Yeah. All Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's Eve. And so I kind of decided to do this um, research topic spontaneously because of the approaching Halloween event yes. that is on the horizon. I've never been one of those people that's super into Halloween. Me either. I hated dressing up because I was always like the big girl that was like i'll just be a punk rocker again which was just what i was i was a punk rocker (laughs) like i mean i think because i grew up you know in the woods yeah trick-or-treating wasn't really a thing and i also didn't go to church so we didn't do the whole go to the festival thing so the few halloweens i remember we just sort of spontaneously went to a trick-or-treat event with my friends that lived in town yeah and my mom just cut the fingers off of a glove and threw my hair in a side ponytail and put some pearls around my neck and she went you're a punk rocker <laughs> you're a punk now. rocker pearls and a side ponytail so yeah i mean in the 80s, 80s you're i mean you're suddenly seeking susan she nailed it you know <laughs> yeah. i was totally madonna yep that's funny and i just went oh cool yeah this works yeah no that's all i ever was. rolled with it i don't think i dressed up until like the last like Three years are the first time I've like really ever dressed up. Well, maybe more than that, but still. Now you will remember my turtle costume because Noah wore my Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. costume from kindergarten. So she she used to go all out when turtle I was a child. Turtle. Like she made that. Oh wow, that turtle shell. Yeah, my mom made a bunch of costumes. But so. it was like I think maybe they started th- they like too early. Yeah. They put it all in then, so then it was just kind of like... And then you, they just yeah. burned you out. Yeah. I'm not doing this shit What's anymore. What's the best Halloween costume you've ever done in your adult life? In my adult life? Huh. See, I just really haven't done very many. Really? But I guess probably the best one would have to be my little red riding costume that I made myself. Oh, nice. Um, was a good one. And there was one year... But I mean, this isn't really adult, but in high school when we used to have the masquerade, mm-hmm. 
uh, my group of friends, we all went as fireflies, and that was really, really fun. Oh, cool. We all wore, because, you know, the senior girls, or actually, we were the junior girls, and so the senior girls were the ones that put it on, and yeah. the juniors got the invitations to yeah. the mask grade. And so we were just the ones that were invited. We weren't I never even went. the ones. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm. And, um, and I so. Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so when we went, it was funny because we weren't technically the host, but we went up and got the party started. I mean, we straight up just ran into the party and started. Nice. Got everybody. So did y'all glow in the dark? Yeah, we like covered ourselves in glow paint and then had like fluorescent. That's cool. Paint and glow sticks. Glow sticks and the glow stick earrings and necklaces and headbands That's that awesome. we put glow in the dark stuff on. And so that was really fun. That's awesome. Um, And I made I made my like I sewed my dress a little skirt for that and I sewed a couple of other people's I think for that one so yeah so that was mine but what was yours I I don't have that many good ones uh last year and about eight or okay so 10 years ago and last year I was Anna Nicole Smith but I completely did a new costume this last year and I thought that one was pretty good and we were in Nashville at this place called the basement east Mm -hmm. and there was this like beautiful woman who was um she was like a heavier set black woman but she was as soon as I walked in she goes oh my god it's Anna Nicole Smith and I was like (laughs) I love you like thank you so much so then you know I'd walk around people be like are you Marilyn Monroe are you and I was like no so I'd have to say like a line yeah of Anna Nicole so either that one but I think this year might be I'm going to New Orleans and I'm going to be Megan McCain in mourning. Oh. So I think that's going to be the easiest. Yeah. And easily the best. Yeah. That's, that's pretty stellar. Any, any blonde girl that's got some meat on her bones. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let me be that. Cause that's something I can pull off. <laughs> A thick blonde chick. I got it. Oh, yeah. Funny. I just don't get very creative. I mean, I come up with good ideas sometimes, but then I just don't execute it or really have a reason to dress up. I feel like I really want to be the, like, I want a group costume and I was hoping a bunch of like the drag my drag friends in town would do it with me I want to do the Spice Girls one year oh that would be fun be so fun right I would be so into that yeah and I could be I'd be ginger which, or baby I was gonna say which one yeah oh yeah I would see you you'd be baby I yeah. could totally see you being baby I just want to be like a little more slutty <laughs> than baby a slightly sluttier baby I mean I guess she kind of she had a short dress she had, oh yeah she yeah. had a very short dress she was just too soft-spoken yeah me. but you know what it's an act yeah you just do it you get it you get it done mm-hmm yeah maybe good group costumes would be fun or like oh no Reno 911 I wanted to do that oh that's fun I could be uh not Trudy god what's her name the blonde um Wendy oh Wendy okay. yeah yes. Wendy okay um, yes. I, yeah she, you know, the the thick, yeah, uh, curvaceous, yeah, bodacious. The same one that was in. Um, she's in. Yeah, she's been in. She's br- in bridesmaids. Yes, and, yes. And she was in. She's um, hilarious. She's in some. I forget what it's called, but it's like a sitcom set in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like current. It's on now. But I now, think now group costumes are what are usually the most fun. Yes, we're doing. Uh, me and Carrie and Emmy from uh, the girls from LA that I'm meeting mm-hmm. up with in New Orleans. We're doing American Horror Story Coven just because it feels like it's so easy. Oh yeah, it's black and we can. We all have that like something we can make work. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never seen American Horror Story. Yeah, have you? No. It's too much. It's not my thing. I know people love it. Yeah. I feel like we're losing fans now. Right. Um, <laughs> losing listeners. Well, you know. But I mean. I, I want to watch it. It just, it, 
I think I could watch Coven because I heard it was kind of like a kitschy, um, like horror story season. But the one with the Catholic Church and all that, it was like too fucking creepy for me. I just I don't do horror is my yeah me my thing. I don't I I think we've talked about this before. It's the visual stuff. I can't. Yeah, I like a thriller. I like a Hitchcockian sort of tale, a Stephen King sort of like The Shining. I can do, and that's even yeah, kind of like yeah, that's yeah. borderline for me. But I like a a Kubrick. tale. Yes, I need a psychological thriller on the edge of my seat. What's about to happen? Shutter Island type. Yeah. What's what's happening underneath the surface here? Kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but I don't get out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but do you remember that movie with Colin Farrell phone booth? Yes. That was like one of the, like maybe one of the first like real psychological thrillers I watched. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, like my heart is pounding. Yeah. So I think I can do that, but right. I don't like saw. No. Or hostile. Or the exorcist or like, Ooh, but that's a classic or poltergeist is terrifying, but it's so good. I mean, uh, they just the thing is the images just get stuck in my head and why do I want to do that to myself yeah no it Mm-mm. haunts me no because I'm gonna have nightmares I, I saw the preview for the new pet cemetery have you oh wait because you talked about <laughs> pet cemetery and how much you hated pet it. cemetery was one that terrified me as a child it was one of the few that my dad was really really terrified by really? and yeah and I saw the preview for the new one, and I went, "Nope, <laughs> just big, a big tub of nope. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, no knocks to anybody that's into horror. That's just not. Oh my no, thing. I lo- like. I want to be in. I mean, me too. I want to be into it, but doing I just special don't. effects makeup. I, I think I've actually gotten more appreciative of horror films with the special effects makeup stuff because I know it's fake. Yeah. But it still is scary. I just get very, very affected by visual stimuli. And for instance, just watching The Walking Dead, when I started watching that, it was when I was staying at my grandma's and I started having really bad nightmares about my grandma becoming a zombie yeah. and like i mean where i couldn't sleep as an adult in my 30s yeah when having I started these kind watching, of nightmares yep. so i can't i mean i'm just very very i had bad visual nightmares. and i have yeah. intense nightmares yeah. so i just those two things just don't mix in the world of horror <laughs> so no i can't so halloween yeah <laughs> might so, not be our favorite yes i mean but my pa- like my parents were really, and I've showed you the picture of the year my parents dressed up as, as a nun. And my and mom was a pregnant and nun. Spider Man and Spider Man, Spider Man, so good. Um, but they used to go all out for Halloween, and one of their best costumes was um, they did a group costume with their friends and went as Hanes, and they all dressed up like different fruit and danced and had a big pair of underwear. Oh, that's funny. Whitey tidies. That's they, so funny. But my dad was the banana. My mom was the grapes of course he was because <laughs> he was tall that's so funny and so he was the banana my mom was the grapes and but yeah that was a pretty good one yeah oh wait you guys should send us your favorite yeah costume. please tell, tell us all about your favorite costume so what's our research topic about today so yeah in that in the tradition of halloween um i thought i would get a little more into the tradition of halloween <laughs> and as i've been getting into tarot a little bit i've learned a little bit more about sawing you which i didn't know sawing about. <laughs> Sawin. Sawin. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly because it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-M because everything in Celtic, Druid, 
is confusing. Is confusing and all over the place. <laughs> Which I'm apparently very yeah, I Celtic. Mean, Right. I have a very heavy Celtic background. Celtic, Gaelic, Welsh, Irish, Scottish, any anything from Norse mm-hmm. over there. Yep. The gods, the any all of that is very confusing. Did I show you that little so no my um one, like my genetic DNA from one company and the other company was like no. very different? No, you didn't. So with the first one I was I'm not saying y'all's name because y'all ain't sponsoring us. <laughs> On the first one it said I was uh seventy percent like with all the updates because they updated seventy mm-hmm. percent um Welsh, like, you know, UK mm-hmm. or Welsh, or well, I guess it's hard to say UK because Scotland is still. Yeah. But then it was 30% Scottish and Irish. Mm-hmm. And that was like it. Like, they removed even my Scandinavian everything. And yeah. it's like, this is what you are. You seem very Scandinavian to me. It, right? It's kind of yeah. wild that I'm not. So the other one said I was, I think like, and I could be wrong, but like between like 5 and 7% Scandinavian, it said I was 60%... Um, Scottish, Welsh, Irish, and then like some other random, like, you know, the Iberian Peninsula stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was like 0.4% Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is wild because that didn't ever register even before they updated it with the other one. So, yeah. Yeah. I even had a touch of Asian. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. So were yours different? They were between oh. t- the two different ones. Um, yeah. I have the Alzheimer's gene. Yeah, that's fun. It's a real bummer. <laughs> I feel like yesterday I kind of had like a... Cl- I got the results yesterday. And I feel like... Was it, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of just had like this cloud over my head where I was like... That's understandable. Sucks. Like it, everything else was like... There were two other things I had. Well, the thing that Laura's dad died of. I have a variant of that. Yeah. Which is weird. Which is very strange because I didn't have yeah. the variant. And all, all it really means for you is that it would be good for Seth to get tested because if he has a variant, there would be a high likelihood that, that, Layla, could. that Layla could have yeah, it. Yeah, that's terrifying. I think it's sort of one of those deficiencies or disease, whatever, that they're probably a lot more, pe- it's probably more prevalent than people realize, but yeah. just with smoking in the 50s yeah. and 60s oh, yeah. and 70s, the way it was, People just didn't know that that's what they had and that's what they were dying from. They just thought, oh, you have emphysema or you have lung disease or lung cancer or whatever. And it was actually... And they could have actually had some form of it and just didn't know because it was just getting mixed up with all the other things. The thing you were talking about, like, you know research has come so far with that yeah so it's not a death sentence no like it it's was not but it's you definitely want to know if you have it because it makes it more manageable yeah because and you don't want to do certain things you know you shouldn't do already yeah exactly so yeah i had that variant and then i had a variant of some i forget hemochromatic homatosis, yeah. hematosis <laughs> whatever yeah but it's like a liver thing um liver disease you're more likely to have liver disease but it didn't say i was at an increased risk and then it said Alzheimer's uh, variant detected slightly increased risk which I've always joked about it because I'm you know have ADD my memory is shit already and then my grandmother Mm -hmm. and I know that or I don't know but I've heard from so many people that it skips generations so it would make sense yeah so I just when I found that out I I literally called my mom and I said if I get Alzheimer's at 65 like I gate I had a good run take me out and kill me but what's crazy to me is like that's 34 years from now yeah like that's not that far away and that's just and it, i know it doesn't mean i'm going to get it 
but I feel like it's like almost this law of attraction thing. Like I've always felt like I was going to get it. So now it's like I'm attracting it to myself. Like I'm going to will it into existence without even wanting to. Right. So I got to maybe just not focus on, I should have never done the test. Well, it's, I think you, you, for me, I want to know, I'm just a person that likes to be on the know about things. Yeah. And I'm sure I would have been really bummed if I had found out that I did have it. But then the finding out that you don't have it makes just is sort of a relief when you find out that you don't. And so that's what you're hoping for when you get you're hoping for that relief. And when you don't have that relief. I knew it. I knew I was going to get it. And maybe that was some law of attraction shit. I mean, I know that's not how science works. But like, (laughs) you know, like I knew it was going to. I swear to God, when I got the email that morning, I was like, oh. Like there's going to be a thing and it's going to be that thing. And it was. And but this, just because you have it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that doesn't mean that. I mean, I could I don't have the gene and I still might get Alzheimer's and you won't like I, I guess mean, it I just say, sucks that it's more likely for me to get it. I'm the first cancer in my family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's all a crapshoot at the end of the day. And just because you have the gene doesn't mean that yep. you're going to have Alzheimer's. Yeah. So it's a random. Yeah. Whatever. So that just if anything, just let it be something to make you live your life and make memories while you can. Yeah. I literally texted, I think you and like five other people or God, everyone in my family, <laughs> and said, thanks for the memories before I forget them. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, they were, I gave it a good run. Like, yeah. I'm already accepting it. No. No. Anyway, so. But try not to, to let it bum you out, Sam, but I understand what it does. <laughs> Sawween. Sawween. <laughs> so, I guess we'll try to, try to get to that. Do a um, nice little, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful transition. Segway here. Right. A little sawween into sawween. Um, so, to the ancient Druids, the year has two hinges. These were Beltane, the 1st of May, and Samhain, the 1st of November, which is also the traditional Celtic New Year. And these two days were the most magical and often frightening times of the whole year. And just so you guys know, this is going to be all over the place because, like I said, everything <laughs> Celtic, Norse, Druid, anything is just, it's so confusing and all over the place anyway. There's fairies, there's <laughs> there's witches there's just so many different stuff it's hard to follow yeah <laughs> follow. yeah there's i'll so try many, <laughs> there's so many superstitions and customs it's just yeah so here we go so, so when you have questions away. just just Bite feel free no, uh, no no feel no, free okay, okay. just feel free to just come on in you're just gonna i don't know just come on in okay <laughs> i okay. will do my best to answer them <laughs> the celtic people were super were in superstitious awe of times and places in the in between border places were considered holy sites so for example the shore between land and water so that would be an in-between site bridges and boundaries between territories so these were all considered holy places thresholds and doorways twilight and dawn marking the transitions of uh, night to day were considered a holy time and in the same way the holiest of times of the year were Beltane and Samhain Marking the transitions of summer and winter. Hmm, okay. At Halloween, which corresponds to the modern Halloween, time lost all meaning, and the past, present, and future were one. The dead and the denizens of the other world walked among the living. It was time a time of fairies, ghosts, demons, and witches. Mm. 
when you think about it, Halloween is really just all over the place too. Yeah. Like just think about it. It is. <laughs> it's like it's a celebration of life. It's a welcoming of the dead. It's yeah. like a let's it's, carve a pumpkin and throw well, out candy, trick I mean, or treat. I mean it isn't aren't all like pagan like Easter yeah. is what the who the fuck is the bunny? Yeah. Who the fuck invited the bunny and how did he get here? Right. But you will see where some of the traditions oh, come from okay, as good. a as and the thing about Samhain is, is they don't really know where it began because it's so old that it's not even in like a historical record of when it began. Wow. Or how these traditions began. Huh. Like the first records of it were really when um, Christians began to um, start intermingling with other cultures and they started documenting their traditions. I mean, that's how old, that's how crazy. old these customs are. That's so crazy. there's just not really any idea of how they even originated yeah so yeah weird um uh, yeah so, so keep going Sorry. yeah the belief that from darkness comes light was a strong tradition in celtic cu- culture they believe strongly that everything begins in darkness and then works its way towards the light this means that the year started with the season of winter and the day started at sundown of what we now see as the previous day this means that according to celtic timekeeping the night of October 31st was an integral part of Samhain known as <laughs> Wichi Shamhana. Okay. Or evening of Samhain. Okay. So, in other words, as it got dark and became light, that's how the year began. So okay. As dark comes into light, that's how they started their year. Weird. So, their, light, their year begins in dark and comes into light. And, you know, you think of your day beginning... It's yeah, up it, and ends at sundown. For them, it was the opposite way. They're, interesting. Their year, be- but when you think about like our New Year's Eve, begins, kinda, yeah. begins at midnight. So yeah. I mean, it's it makes sense. But I kind of like that idea of we start in everything darkness comes to light. Yeah. So like a yeah yeah so a rainbow after the storm. <laughs> yes. Winter itself was the season of ghosts, and Sawing is the night of their release from the underworld. During the Feast of Samhain, a communal bonfire was lit, and following the festivities, they relit the fires in their own home to protect the warm, to protect and warm them during the winter months. So they, you know, had the big bonfire, and then everyone took torches, and they would light their own fires in their home, and then also light them around their property to protect the property and the home. Sure, yeah. For pagans, death is not a thing to be feared. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Give it to me, yes. I love the word pagan. I remember just always loving that word. Well, yeah. I rem- <sighs> no, I even before I even really knew what it meant, I just always thought it was a cool word. It, well, yeah. Like watching, I, I, I think that it, reading it's about medieval times. So and, misunderstood what yeah, it is. Yeah. Paganism. And I, I, I watched that documentary on the West Memphis Three mm-hmm. and Damien Eccles, who was just like, a way too brilliant kid for a way too ignorant town mm-hmm. who like he just he knew all of the stuff and they like he's on stand and they're asking him like no you're a devil worshiper basically and he's like educating them yeah and he's like no um it's actually you know because he he knew so much about every like catholicism yeah it was like a, a student of divinity yeah and so he of course had these books on paganism and he really respected witchcraft if you will so like you know they take it but that was honestly the my not my first introduction to paganism but the first time I was like I get why or how it's so easily misunderstood yeah. right and I think people have missing 
interpreted it as either devil worship or mm-hmm. atheism. It's nature. And it's, yeah. Mother nature. Right. And yeah. <laughs> it could almost be argued that it's almost too much spirituality in a way. Um, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it's almost too much quote unquote God. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. In a, like I or said, goddess. not in a bad way. Yeah. God, yeah. goddess, whatever. Which it's funny because they are like kind of uh, put in this box of like Satanist devil yeah. worshipers when it's actually such a beautiful religion. And it's it is probably one of the most peaceful. Yes. And it, it's just what people don't know scares them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I find I mean, it, tarot. Yeah. Terrifies people. Yeah. But like, I, I find it fascinating just the, that how spiritual it is as, a practice as a religion whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it because there are some people that you know may say that they have their religion is something else but then they practice paganism yeah and, or whatever yeah. whatever you define yourself as yeah you know, whatever you it's, do you yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> but anyway sorry <laughs> but anyway yeah for pagans for pagans death is not a thing to be feared old age is valued for its wisdom and dying is accepted as a part of life as necessary and as welcome as birth while pagans like people of other faiths like people of other faiths also honor and show respect to their dead. This is particularly marked at Samhain. Loved ones who have died are remembered and their spirits often invited to join the living in the celebratory feast known as the feast of the dead. This feast was celebrated by leaving food offerings on altars and doorsteps for the wandering dead. (laughs) Single candles were lit and left in a window to help guide the spirits of ancestors and loved ones home. So does this remind you of any other traditions? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, like I think of, but I also think of uh, Dia de los Muertos. That's exactly yeah, day of where the day. You, yeah, yeah. When uh, you know we were talking with Liz about bringing the food from yeah, because I mean, food it to me, cocoa. Oh yes. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I watched it with Keegan and Auburn. Do you cry? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful. But yeah, yeah that, I mean, that kind of like that, like yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah. Not and based. There are some. <laughs> There's so much with all of these different celebrations of death that correspond with food. Food is a very oh, yeah. big <laughs> that we that, talk about yeah. a lot. So but, uh, food is comfort. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the basic senses. And I mean, just like you got to think too, though. Music, yes, is such a big part of even our our uh, podcast and like mm-hmm. what it is. What song do you want to play? Right. So it's like these different senses. So yeah, and that was I don't know that I put this. I can't remember if I put this in here anywhere. But that was another part of the bonfire is that people would dress dress up in um, usually an animal skins oh, wow. and, and heads and things and dance around the fire and play music and there were songs and that was yeah. another part of the festivities huh. of Samhain so Samhain yeah spelled Samhain I'm trying not to say it that way Samhain I'm like <laughs> Samhain yeah. let's, let's do the episode Samhain yeah. good to know another tradition to appease the dead was called dumb supper on Samhain Eve, supper was served in absolute silence, and one place was set at the head of the table for the ancestors. This place was served food and drink without looking directly at the seat, for Aww. to see the dead would bring misfortune. Afterwards, the untouched plate and cup were taken outside for the pukas and left in the woods. So the pukas would be you know, one of those 
Yeah, another what? one of those what the fucks. One of those what the fucks. And a the, good old puka. In the Caltech. It's like their dog. Superstitious. You like give the fucking scraps to their puka. <laughs> their dog. Good boy. Here, like, you've been a good boy. Snape hunting. Wasn't that the. Fuck if I know. What is Snape hunting? You know, nobody ever said you Snape hunting when you were a kid? No. I think Where that, you went? I think that's a, a Brooker thing. <laughs> no, that is not a Brooker thing. It was an up. I oh, talk about it yes. enough. Okay, well, yes. yeah, if you would just mention yes. Pixar. So there you go. Then I would have all I was say, I know you know Up. <laughs> I do know Up. That's funny. So, Snape hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the big, the Snape. Mm-hmm. You find, if you find the Snape. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's oh, a thing. Oh, I should do that with Layla. Yeah. There's a Snape. Go, go send him Snape hunting. Whoever yeah. finds the Snape. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. In other traditions, this is the night to remember, honor, and toast our ancestors. And the loved ones lost. It was believed that during Samhain, the veil between our world and the other world was thinnest. The spirits of those who passed could be the living, could be with the living once again. One belief was that good spirits came back to Earth and visited their loved ones in the form of a black cat. Hmm. So that's oh okay where that comes and from. That's still a thing that I if I get it from my mama but if i see a black cat walk across the street i spit on my window and i hex it like if i'm in my car and if i if i'm walking down the street and a black cat walks walks in my past 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 in my path i will spit on my hand and do a little x in my hand i know it's yeah. so dumb but but i mean now that it's, it's supposed so, to be obviously it's deep rooted I'm, I'm 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 gaelic yeah <laughs> but now it's has sort of a negative connotation the black cat but really it was meant it started as a it started as a pause so where did that shit probably christianity <laughs> we, yeah we both just went christians we ruined everything <laughs> i say we but i mean y'all <laughs> just kidding the I'm christians not, got involved i'm not i'm not excluding anyone no but you know that's what happens oh for sure four thousand (laughs) percent animals and food supplies needed special protection during this time sawing marked the time cattle on which the scottish highland economy depended were brought in from their summer grazing to their winter field the gods were petitioned to protect the cattle during the long hard winter by now the winter store of food had been harvested and stored and here we go with the fairies because you know (laughs) <laughs> gotta have some fairies <laughs> exactly. why not fairies migrated from the summer hillocks to the winter barrows on Sawing night if you had families that were captured by fairies that year this was the one night you could win them back oh so was captured by fairies like caught the death I, I, well you know and then there used to be the thing about the changeling child no did you hear just... ever heard of this so, say you had a child that was just really, really fussy. Uh-huh. Uh, Celtic, I mean, people believed in Ireland or whatever. It's Scotland, Ireland, whatever, over there. Uh, those <laughs> Not islands, here. Those islands. Um, that it was a changeling child that the fairies had oh. had switched them out. And so, they would go and take the baby into the woods and wait for the fairy to switch the child back. Okay. Yeah, and just yeah. leave the baby in the woods. It, it was like the fire department. <laughs> Safe haven loss. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. So they're just like, nah, fuck this. I made a mistake. <laughs> I'm going to go give you to the fairies. God bless it's you. Like, you be well. Basically, they were having severe postpartum depression. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this, this was is not my baby. It's a fairy baby. This is what the Andrea Yates of <laughs> Celtic times. Wasn't that her name? The one who drowned her kids? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe Paula. I don't know. Someone. Some. It was a Yates, I think. <laughs> if not, I'm sorry. Don't sue me. Yates. Wasn't there also a poet, poet named Yates? Yeah, I'm sure. There's lots of poets. Like Byron Yates. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. There we go. Yep. Definitely. There was, there was a Lord Byron. There was Yates. Yeah, there's too many fucking poets. Yeah. We don't need any more poetry, guys. We got it. <laughs> Have, we have Google. The world needs much more teenage girl poetry. Oh, for sure. Well, like Homegirl with the uh, Paris Green. I bet her poetry was sick. <laughs> Flashback. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Back to Sam Wee. Sam Wee. Sam Han. Yes, Sam Han. Sam Han. So this is the one night of the year you get your loved one back from the fairies. The famous Scottish legend Tam Lynn is the story of a faithful young maiden that rescued her lover from the fairies on this fateful night. Oh, that Many, wasn't real. No, <laughs> that's a legend. <laughs> that, oh, bless that, it. That didn't happen. That's a lie. Many of these traditions, many of the traditions of Halloween derive from pagan and drug customs. It is a time of prophecies, of disguising oneself to avert evil, of performing rites of protection from the dead. And otherworldly spirits. The ancient Druid practice was to circle the tribal Sawin bonfire with the skulls of their ancestors. So they used to use real skulls. Okay. Who would protect the tribe from demons that night. Okay. In a more modern Scotland, this evolved into children disguising themselves in costumes. These geysers wear masks or blacken their faces and carve turnips in the shape of skulls and place a candle within them creating an eerie effect the children travel from door to door performing or singing for their treats when they are not rewarded for their antics they resort to tricks wow okay so there you go wow so there there's the pumpkin yep so people actually used to put skulls Around the fire, and that's why we now do jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, because it's... Yeah, that's crazy. And now... that like, And, and now and, you and see it. You're like, yeah. oh. And we... Uh, as a society, we like... Uh, innately are like turned away from paganism, but we've adopted... So I mean, even Christmas, many. Easter, yeah. it's all... Yeah, that's crazy. And so that was the most clear, like... It's oh, a fucking wow. Because I always wonder why the <laughs> fuck are we putting this creepy face mm-hmm. that looks like a skull into a pumpkin? That makes sense. Yeah. Because we can't do skulls. Because we can't use real people's skulls no. to protect our home. And getting a bunch of resin skulls on Amazon is just yeah. too expensive. Yeah. Let's just get a pumpkin. Let's just get a pumpkin, it. carve it up. Make it a fun family tradition. Yes. yes. Get but it's funny when you know the, the roots of where it came from. It is. That's interesting. Yeah. That it really people done used a good to. job so far. So well, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of all of my sewing. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's pretty much the history. Oh, good. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we did pretty fucking good. <laughs> but I did. Um, so as far as like bringing it into modern times, I I came across this article by Shelley from Steam Powered Family because I know a lot of people talk about. Um, their children and how children deal with grief and oh, yeah 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 and there was a lot of just a lot of articles about modern day uh, mm. Samhain and how people practice and a lot of it is what you would think like reading tarot cards and having bonfire mm-hmm. parties and you know ways that you would think to bring in uh, celebrations of Samhain um, but she talked about using Samhain traditions to help kids navigate grief. And I thought it was really interesting. And so I thought I would read what she had to say about that. So losing a loved one is hard at any age. We can't Mm -hmm. shield our children from death. No matter how hard it is, death is a natural part of our life's journey. And we must all learn how to navigate grief. 
how to honor the dead, and how to embrace the love of those who, who have left us. Death can be very traumatic, but as those still living, we must learn how to navigate this part of our journey in a healthy way. For many, this starts in childhood. Things you can do to incorporate Samhain traditions into modern Halloween. Encourage children to talk about those who have passed. Create uh-huh. commemorative pieces of the love and joy we shared with the dead. Hmm. Bring out, so like do crafts and stuff to yeah. help them, you know, commemorate. Because that's something that they're familiar with. Yeah. Bring out pictures and keepsakes that remind you of your loved ones and talk about them with your kids. <sighs> Cook your loved one's favorite meal. Get outside in the brisk autumn air and have a run around to get the blood pumping. Often we tend to begin to slow down and get more sedentary at this yeah, time of year. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. That does, of course, make sense, but it also is good to move around and enjoy the outdoors to keep energy levels high and your body and mind healthy. Listen, if you're from Georgia, fall is the only <laughs> time you can get out and, yeah, run, and no have fun kidding. outdoors. So, <laughs> Have a bonfire under the stars, roast marshmallows, and tell stories. Burn a candle. If you're feeling really ambitious, try making one together. <laughs> Let your children take the lead. They will surely have other ways they want to remember and embrace the memories of those no longer with us. Talking about those we have lost can be hard. Keeping the pain inside can be very damaging. By encouraging children to share their thoughts, emotions, memories, and struggles with death, we can help them create healthy coping skills. Mm. And this is a direct quote because I think she just said it really well. This Halloween, we will bring back some of the beautiful pagan Celtic traditions and spend some time with those who have passed, but never truly leave us. Mm -hmm. Those that have blessed us with their love that we continue to carry in our hearts. We will spend time honoring and finding peace with the never-ending circle of life. Life is a journey. Sometimes the lessons we must learn are painful and hard. This Halloween, we will focus on love to help navigate us through the pain of death. So... I, I do kind of love now I feel like I like Halloween I know I kind of love and maybe that's the thing is that we've, we've made it into such like a kitschy like and she said that in her article that she feels like the modern day Halloween is just kind of almost turned into this sort of mocking silly version yeah. of it and well because it's all like ghouls and ghosts yeah. and scary but like and she said she doesn't want to take that away from her kids she still wants to do trick or treat and still wants to do all the things that her kids enjoy but she also wanted to incorporate you know what i think i might do um just because as you you i don't know if you're aware Laura, <laughs> but, <laughs> as you know this year has been a pretty shit year yeah i thought 2016 was bad i thought 2017 was bad 2018 has taken the fucking cake yeah for you especially um but you know layla went to her first two funerals yeah a month apart maybe maybe not on halloween because halloween's gonna be such an exciting fun time Mm -hmm. and and she's just out you know her she's at that age where she's listening Mm -hmm. like and not when i tell her not to do something but she's listening in the sense of like she wants to know more she wants to be a big girl she wants to, mm-hmm. she's so the fact that she's experienced these things and she saw her first dead body you know like yeah i want or i say dead body you know what i mean like i want maybe it'd be good like the day before to kind of do like a little tradition to remember yeah and it was saying different people kind of celebrate the sawing at different like having to do with the moons i can't remember what the exact parameter mm-hmm. parameters were regarding um but i mean you make it your own well, and you, and you know the the whole thing about 
you know, paganism and mother nature and it mm-hmm. being nature, there is what's more natural than dying. Yeah. Like it is, it's, that is a very real part of living and it's, right. and that's not to say that there is no afterlife. I, I would never say that a hundred percent, but I think that it does kind of lend itself to this belief that in your peril or your, I hate to say peril, but in your end, it's a new beginning because that is very, that's nature. Energy yeah. cannot be created and or destroyed. Yeah. So you are returning to the earth. Mm-hmm. You are going, unless I go to space, but <laughs> you're returning to Earth, which I might, but <laughs> you're returning to Earth. It's like this very, you know, uh, natural right. expiration. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we don't know when it's going to happen, it can happen at any time. I think that's something that, uh, kind of like our whole podcast, it's not something to be afraid of. Yeah. It, if we talk about it, we're not going to be scared of it. Right. So I think that that's maybe like starting now at Layla's age at three and a half years old saying like, hey, this is a thing that's going to happen and you've already lost people that you don't even realize that were important to you yet. Yeah. So let's remember your ancestors. Well, right. I mean, even if it was that you could maybe make something, make something that honors one of your grandparents and just say, today we're going to, today we're going to honor, you remember we're going to honor them and take yeah. down pictures and tell them a story about them and light a candle in front of their pictures and just yeah. do something that, and then the next year do something similar. And then she might have an idea that she wants to, or draw a picture. You never know what yeah. she might, and just kind of let her take the lead on what she wants to do to honor them as that. well. Yeah. And then every, I mean, as people die, add them to the, yeah, to your to altar every tri- year. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a great, maybe that's like the new Halloween decoration. Yeah. In our family. And the, I mean, after I read about, and another thing that it was saying to do, this wasn't really to do with children, but it was, I thought I want to do this. It was t- to take a piece of paper and, Write down all the things you want to let go of from the oh, year wow. and oh. burn it. Yeah. And then write. That's what we do at Solstice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a similar Yeah. Which, thing why as, not? Yeah. But write down all the things you want to let go of and burn it and yeah. But we, it's at the Solstice thing, we also wrote down all of our wishes. Yeah. That we want to, and then we burn that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that energy is now in the air. Like yeah. Capture it. Yeah. So. And it's funny because I don't ever really think about my my ancestors being around me. I think I've said before, I I don't always know exactly what I believe, but I believe in things that I don't understand. And I believe there are things around me that I don't are, always get are greater than. And yeah. And so with doing the tarot. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, girl, Your tarot. <laughs> it's been so strange, but but so therapeutic. I, yeah, it's been so therapeutic. And I had gone through my first deck and I thought, what what do I want to do next as far as journaling with this? And I happened to find there's a girl on Instagram. Shout out to Falcons and Pinnacles. Uh-huh. I don't know if you listen. To, you don't listen to my podcast, but whatever. But we'll message you and but, let you know. We yeah, gave you a shout out. <laughs> at Falcons and Pinnacles. Um, she's actually been really awesome. And I've learned a lot from doing the challenge. She hosted a challenge. and. Oh, that's um, for October and I thought wow this really was the perfect time to to do my first challenge and I have learned a lot from it and uh, she ha- for every day you do a different you know a different question that you ask your tarot cards and 
the first week was questions you ask your ancestors. Yes. And because and and you were like, wait, what? Wait, what? I, I <laughs> mean, because I'm just really getting into it. And one of her hashtags was sawing. Uh, and so that's what kind of got me into learning more about so all of cool. this. And what got me on this thread. And every day when I do my tarot readings, well, when I've been doing this challenge, I don't sit there and think I'm going to draw one card. I'm going to draw this many cards i've just i've just been going with it yeah i'm just being open-minded to what's out there i'm trying not to be closed off i feel like when you open yourself be a person of yes yeah it's kind of my attitude with it yes and so i do my shuffle ritual and then spread the cards out and then close my eyes and just have hold the question in my mind and just start drawing cards and just you know, I'm flipping them over with my eyes closed and then I just, when I feel like, all right, it's time to stop, I stop. And I don't, and then I look and just see what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so one was like, which ancestors are closest to you right now? And I, it was six cards. It's the biggest one I've ever drawn, but it was just, I just, for some reason, kept drawing and drawing and it was six cards and I think four of the six were birds <laughs> or bird cards. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Good thing you didn't keep going. <laughs> but damn. But all of them were cards cuz I mean, it's 79 cards in a deck. You could yeah. draw so many things that wouldn't make sense, but they were all Birds. like son, daughter, queen, magician. They were all cards of that nature. They weren't like a none of them were a six of Which are wands your... or anything like that. It was all And birds are your <laughs> fucking thing. One was the hierophant, which is the like the wise person you know so the magician was another one it's funny because of the question that was asked yeah like otherwise you'd have just been like oh birds they're yeah back again yeah because birds are (laughs) apparently and especially with you but like a lot of people it goes back to you know so many traditions yeah cardinals and guardian angels and right even people we've had on the podcast that talk about birds and y'all have y'all's moment about Mm -hmm. birds like but it's just special because of the question. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck am I going to, what? Okay. Like I said, do you just go into it with an attitude of yes? And I don't, I'm just don't think about my ancestors being around me all yeah. the time, but I just went, I'm, I'm being open. I'm yeah. being open to the universe. And I just th- think that's the way to go into things. I think they are though. Yeah. I really think that yeah. they are. I mean, why not? It's, yeah. Why not? But also like, I think they are just yeah. like not even, I mean, yes, why not? But also it, it's, a part of you yeah you're you are them yeah you know like you are the living breathing form of them so of course they're yeah around so and yeah. I'll, I'll let you read like what i wrote about that about the the things that i've thought about that are in my bloodline and the things that my ancestors have passed down in my bloodline because that's part of the challenge was to put it on instagram nice. and it was just it's just been really weird doing the challenge and how it's corresponded with things that are going on in my life (laughs) yeah it's just i went into doing the tarot cards like i said as an idea of this is going to be kind of like the psychology of doing a rorschach inkblot test and it's been so much bigger it's you couldn't pay for it than that you couldn't pay for this kind of therapy No. no it's been 
so wild, wilder than I ever anticipated it yeah, being. So thank you to Falcons and Pinnacles on Instagram. Mm, shout out. If you are into tarot at all, I highly suggest following her and her network of people that follow her because everyone has just been really supportive and commenting and I also, you know, being a newbie in it, you think people are gonna look and see what my interpretation of the card is and just go, oh, God, this bitch is and so they're off. Not. And they're not. And they're not. Good. <laughs> they're they're not at all. They're really supportive and they just say Well, I mean, how can you tell someone that their interpretation is right. off about anything? Like what a douchey thing, but it happens. Oh, I'm so sure. I get it. Um, but that no, yeah, I think when you're new great. at it and you just think Also, oh. you're really putting yourself out there. <laughs> there was one where I drew two two cards that were um like a mother holding a child one was of a fox nursing her baby and the other was an otter holding her child oh god <laughs> and i just went so maybe my cards are again it was about what can i do to acquire ancient wisdom or something like that and i said so maybe i'll acquire ancient wisdom when Casey's phone is going on. Sorry, off. that was for Seth and to go pick up later. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. But I thought maybe... So you have to have a baby. Yeah, so maybe I'll acquire ancient wisdom when I go off birth control. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. You get zero wisdom and all of the wisdom at once. Yeah. Like you, like you feel... you. It's almost like you enter a realm. Yeah. Like I... I you know what? Do you remember when I like had Layla and it was pretty recently like soon after I did that big Facebook post where I was just like I I I understand the Mm -hmm. sisterhood now like this is like and I hate to say that because I don't think you have to birth a child from your body to understand your maternal side right I think that there are so many ways ways (laughs) exactly and there's so many ways where I can't even understand it Mm -hmm. um but I think it just what for me what it did was it made me appreciate the feminine energy yeah of um even if it's just like caring for your husband if you don't have children you just care for your husband or you yeah your pets or just whatever you do with extra care yeah and like you're questioning and doubting yourself in every decision yeah but you're just trying to follow your gut but then also you're pulling from in my case other women that I thought of as I mean, even you like I say even you I'm saying even you because you didn't have yeah. children yeah but like even you I was pulling from you your wisdom and learning from you and confiding in you and asking you for advice and knowing it was a judgment free zone because there's this empathy that goes with it and it's just like love and this positive energy that you need to survive yeah and I think that's across the board male female right um but I I remember having that moment of being like I could not have done this if it weren't for the wisdom of the women in my life yeah and so I think that's a very um yeah for me I felt I felt so different obviously I felt so different (laughs) after having a baby but I still feel different because it's like we were just talking about it like joking around during the game like I've kept her alive. <laughs> she's still alive and she's doing pretty fucking good. Yeah, and she like, is. not that, I mean, I kept her alive because she didn't have anything wrong with her. Right. I, she could have very easily picked up a fucking grape and choked on it and died. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like if your child has gone, doesn't mean you did anything wrong. No. I'm just saying that when you have a healthy child and, a fucking sharp corner of a desk could hit them in the temple and kill them or their soft yeah. spot on their head. I mean, that it's, happened to her at my house. Like uh, I saw it happening yeah. when she ran into the shop. I thought 
it's happening and there's I nothing I can her. do. I it's happening and I can't stop it. Yep. And yep. that's such a terrifying feeling. I can only imagine so as her you mother when you see constantly. it when you see it happening yeah. all the time. Yeah. I mean that was just And one. especially if it's your first like mm-hmm. introduction to a child, mm-hmm. it is very much like um it's terrifying mm-hmm. and anxiety ridden. But yeah. I think that that's why it's important to ask or lean on the people, excuse me, that have gone before you because it's like, fuck. My mom was like, listen. Yeah. If if you had died every time you bumped your head or bled, <laughs> yeah, I'd be in jail. Like, right. or, you know what I mean? Just, I don't know if that makes sense. But like, it's, it, but you need that kind of circle of energy around you. Yeah. So think that has to do with what you're saying yeah for sure i mean it's a, a sisterhood <gasps> yeah. of ancestors ancestors and you gotta think we were here because of them yeah well that was yeah one of the questions i was asked and it was just saying you know what basically like what is in your bloodline i guess from mm-hmm. like what have you learned from your ancestors what has been passed on to you and i just started thinking about all the, the things that i've you know want to pull from them I don't know it's just been yeah, really interesting and so sorry, but it all kind of comes back to <laughs> sorry I mean so really I mean when I think about the tra- traditions of Halloween and where it really came from I mean it's so much more beautiful yeah it's not scary it's not scary no no I mean I never really remember Halloween being scary scary to me yeah I mean, I grew up in a friggin' cemetery. So. Yeah, so nothing's really scary. <laughs> Desensitizing. But except for horror movies, just... And the thing is, in the moment, the horror movie isn't necessarily scary to me. Yeah. But it's just the imagery gets stuck in my head. Yeah, and sure. that um, that's hard to explain. Some people will probably get it. They're the same way. I'm the but same way. I'm just... I can't... I can't handle the imagery. It haunts Torture me too much. Torture films are the worst. Oh, God. Ugh. Blech. So anyway, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so sisterhood, sawing, honoring your ancestors. So I guess that's kind of where we are. That's that's where we are. Yeah. We want to know your sawing yes. stories. So send them to hello. Tell us how you celebrate and how you plan to honor your ancestor this Yeah. I think that's important. Sawing. Let's do that, y'all. Yeah. Let's like really remember the ones we've lost cuz a part of me feels like if you are listening to this podcast, a large part of me feels like if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. you've either lost someone, you know someone who's lost someone that's affected them or you work in the industry. And you know what? Even if you've lost someone that isn't dead. Absolutely. Like if you've lost someone, if someone is lost to you, even if they haven't died or you know, a situation has sit been lost to you, sit with your grief. Burn Honor it in a fire. It, discard it. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. Figure out how you can mourn it in this Halloween. Give it give it attention. Yeah. Give it yeah. some attention. And, and this is the perfect time. Yeah. It's the perfect time to let things we go. We give you permission. Yes. <laughs> and if we give you permission, then, then that, you that's all can. you need. So We and like uh, the entire Celtic <laughs> religion belief system. All the fairies, yeah. all the witches, yep. all the pukas. Pukas. <laughs> the pukas. Skulls. Skull fires. <laughs> you got it, guys. The pukas are here for you. Yeah. Always rely on the puka. <laughs> Please. Just call 1-800-PLEASE-PUKA. That's P-L-Z PUKA. <laughs> P-L-Z PUKA. This is different than a PUKA shell ne- yes. necklace. This isn't the 90s. How does it? How is it spelled? P-O-O-K-A. Ooh, Puka. okay. So it's 1-800-PLEASE-PUKA. 
And then you just say, ah, into the phone. <laughs> One hander, please poop. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, oh, Lord help. I guess we'll wrap things up today. Let you guys go enjoy your uh, harvest time festivities. Yes. So, um, honor your loved ones. The Honor your loss this Halloween because... It all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.